0: Hi there, and welcome back to Balanced Torah Living with Adam Rubin. I'm your host, Adam Rubin. Welcome back to Regulars and Newcomers. Tonight we start a new series, a parenting series, and we're going to kick it off with three key points in this first, first talk here tonight. Mediate, say yes, and fill the love tank three keys here and I'll and I'll just hit it you know right from the top three of the three of the books that have really spoken to me in terms of parenting techniques um, one is uh, Rabbi Chaim Morgenstern which is Raising Children: The Do's and Don'ts Additionally uh, How to Talk So Kids Will Listen and Listen So Kids Will Talk which is Faber and Mazlish and finally, Parenting with Love and Logic, uh, Foster Klein and Jim Fay. Uh, I found all three of these books to uh, be really tremendous, um, and uh, I highly recommend them. And another number of the things that I talk about tonight and in, in an upcoming uh, parenting talks will be related to things that I've picked up and tried to implement from these great resources. Okay, say yes. Say yes when you can. Because there are many, many, many times when you're going to have to say no. And, you know, especially within the context of uh, Yiddishkeit, as we know, just in relation to halacha, with all of these no's that are a key process of, of Yiddishkeit, a key aspect of Yiddishkeit, which we understand as we get older, gives us boundaries so that we're able really to cultivate and grow and focus and but when kids are younger oftentimes seems like no 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 you can't do this can't do that you can't do anything that you enjoy boom that type of wanting to move away from that so we in in that perspective that youthful perspective so we're going to go for the yes as much as possible and really be creative one strategy here is you know if um kids want to do something and you want to do have them do something else first like they want to move to this board game when they were just playing with clicks uh instead of oh can uh abba can we play the game now instead of saying no uh no first you have to clean up the clicks that no is that no is those are fighting words uh, Love and Logic, the book I mentioned a little bit earlier, talks a lot about fighting words versus thinking words. You get the fighting words, the, the no is a strong one. Their guard's going to go right up. They're going to get into mode. But if you move to, yes, you can play with the board game when the clicks are cleaned up. Same message, couched differently, isn't going to get them to start brandishing their uh, their verbal handguns, so to speak. Um, So, yes is a big one. I just realized that the talk uh, was set up as mediate and say yes, so to speak. So I went for the say yes first. We're now going to shift back to the mediate. Um, I do uh, mediation Federal workplace mediation did mediation in law school. It's near and dear to my heart. This is not meditation, which sometimes gets confused, as I once wrote a LinkedIn article about mediation uh, made reference to the fact that it wasn't about meditation. Oftentimes, that throws people for a loop. But to mediation, a form of conflict resolution. So uh, I'll do the quick sketch on... What that looks like in workplace, the workplace setting, and just general mediation, and then how it can be used with kids, and it really is an effective tool for getting them to get involved in the various conflicts that they engage in each day and to start to take ownership over them and develop options and solutions. So the quick overview, in general, with mediation, mediators give a, an overview of the mediation process. Then it starts out with opening statements by the parties, where the parties give their side of the story. Then it moves to issue identification, where everyone agrees upon the specific issues that will be addressed in that mediation, which oftentimes come out of different things that were discussed in the opening statements. Moves on to brainstorming, where the parties start to think about possible options, all types of options, for what could be done to resolve the issues. It's a non-judgmental brainstorming where zany ideas are thrown out in addition to the more regular ones, and nothing is shot down initially. Then it moves to starting to prune away the options and, and go through and think about what could some reasonable options be. Hopefully, there is a meeting of the minds, and then you move to the agreement writing. Bam! Take that to over to the kids. Obviously, it's not going to include all of those phases, but... If I walk into a situation where two of my kids are are fighting over certain toys, I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna say, okay, um, you know, uh looks looks like um I'm just gonna make up some names here. Um uh shmuel, it looks like you are uh interested in you know those uh those Legos right there. And Yaakov, it looks like you're interested in the Legos too. So let's let's think of some options, guys. Okay. Oftentimes, we'll have to lead with the options. depends on how old they are, whether they, how much they can start to churn out the options initially. I could say one option would be uh, that Shmuel will get to play with those Legos for five minutes. We'll put on a timer, and then Yaakov can play with those uh, same Legos for another five minutes, and we'll go back and forth like that. A second option could be that Shmuel can play with them this afternoon when you guys are playing with the Legos, and we'll make a note, and Yaakov can play with them the next time. Alright, any other, any other ideas? Try to draw them into thinking about options. This shifts back to, to a little bit about the idea of moving away from fighting words into thinking words. Get them to turn on their brains when they're starting to get emotionally fired up about a situation. Get them to think about, okay, so what, what can we do here? And then start to think. They start to cool off a little bit. Try to think of other options. Another big tip here, be funny. A little, little humor. Is right. If many of you have tried in parenting, little humor can go a long way. Sometimes I'll throw in early on. Okay, one option is that we can take the Legos and we can put them on the roof and we can leave them there for a week and then come back and see if the birds have taken them away or not. So you throw out just a really sort of off the wall option um, to to get them laughing a little bit, lowers the temperature. I don't recommend that in a real mediation with the party, something that crazy, but um, it can be good with kids. Um, and then they, and hopefully they can start to, to, you know, to pick an option. And of course, one other option is, then this is a big one. And the final option is if you guys can't agree to an option, then I'm going to take the Legos and I'm going to put them up on top of the shelf and we're going to leave them there until you can, you can choose one of the options that we went over. Bam. That's mediation. Okay. And finally, we're going to go to fill the love tank. Filling the love tank, which is a term which is used in a variety of parenting books. And it definitely, uh, I found, to be very important. If we put a lot of those love deposits in, which is oftentimes going to be the one-on-one time, the sitting down, playing a game, going out and getting the ice cream, sitting down and, and uh, listening to, to one about, about their day or going over and seeing something that they're building and sitting with them and, and, and talking about the details of it and really encouraging them. So filling filling each kid's love tank and really getting really getting high and having that bond in a place of of warmth and connectivity is important for many reasons. One, because that's a huge goal of of the of the family situation and meet development, having vibrant warm connected relationships two when you inevitably have to make withdrawals on the on the on the tank um, there will be enough enough of a a store of of love there that when you have to sort of deal with a challenging situation and maybe things get a little rocky you're moving from a good place with it so keep the keep the love tank high when you can that one on one time where you really Focus on, on that child in a unique way, focusing on their on their uniqueness, what makes them special, what they like to do, what, what talks to them, even if it doesn't talk to you. Um, be open to them bringing you into their world. They're going to want to come into your world. There's a book called Building Self-Esteem for Children. The author uh, escapes my mind at the moment, but it talks a lot about that. Allowing yourself to come into their world, wanting to come into their world, and for them to to feel like you have that one on one connected relationship—not always just the family family dynamic—the multiple kids it, it is very special and will really give you a leg up when things get a little challenging. The curveball comes, and there are those those tense moments, those rocky situations, but you've got um, you've got a lot in the reserves. Okay, so just three. Three key points, parenting strategies. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback. Uh, acrubin at gmail.com And uh, I look forward to speaking again soon. Okay, bye-bye.